Hi and welcome to the sixth and final episode of Big Idea, a comedy by yours truly, Nigel Holloway, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. The story so far. The path of true love never runs smooth, so they say, and neither does the path of the off-the-wall theatre company when they try to put on Jonathan's masterpiece, an adaptation of Shakespeare's Hamlet. First, the theatre burned down. Then Jonathan had a nervous breakdown. Then the others had to rewrite the play for radio. So what else can go wrong? Well, the temperature's starting to rise. Can Alistair keep his cool? Can our friends take the heat? Or will the crazed Jonathan try to emulate the final scene of Hamlet by committing mass murder? Cut! Cut! Sorry, everyone. We have to change the tape reel. Take two minutes break. Barney, where have you been? Stuck in traffic, Jack. The police have had to put roadblocks everywhere. I had to go all the way around the outside of town to get here. Must be to do with Jonathan. Jonathan? Yes, he's disappeared from the hospital. Uh, the police think he's trying to get here to, uh, to well, uh, disrupt things, shall we say. And he's got an axe. Really? Oh my God! I didn't know that. Is, is everyone all right? I found you a script. All too busy to worry at the moment. Okay, right. Don't panic. Uh, where are we? I, I, I didn't know what to do when I came in. Oh, you were wonderful. Oh, really? Well, what did I do? In our scene, you were so masterful. Get thee to a nunnery. I nearly melted. Did you? Really? Concentrate! We'll go from the part where the players are doing the play and Hamlet sees Claudius reacting to the reconstruction of the murder. When am I going to have my coach and horses? It's snowing, Doris. You wouldn't expect the horses to go out in this weather, would you? I suppose not. But why does it have to be winter? I nearly froze up there. But Jack warmed you up nicely, didn't he? I suppose so. But tell me, dear, is all this rumpy-pumpy in the original? Oh yes, yes. We've had to tone it down a lot. It's very bright in here. Last time I was in a radio studio, the lights were quite subdued. It's really hot, isn't it? You're telling me? You ain't even got a drink? There's lots of water back here. What's up? Where's Robert? Finishing off the scripts, I hope. Unless Jonathan's got to him first. Perhaps he's making some cuts. What? Or axing some of the characters. Barney! (laughs) Just joking. Yeah, very funny. So... We haven't got it all yet. Well, it hasn't made any difference so far. We've hardly used the script at all. I've only had one line. On the other hand, Doris has had sex twice. Oh, I'm feeling very hot. I detect Aggie's hand in this. As if I would, Chris. Where is the battle scene? What battle scene? It's between somebody and somebody else. I don't know. There's no battle in Hamlet. Artistic licence, dear. I felt there ought to be a battle. Right. Remind me why we've stopped? Uh, changing tape, Alistair said. Hmm. I thought it was all digital these days. Digital? But if they're changing a tape, I'm, I'm obviously wrong. Right, folks. We're ready to go again? But we've got a minor technical problem. Nothing to do with the recording, but there's a fault with the air conditioning. Apparently the thermostat is jammed open, whatever that means. But don't let it worry you. We're working to fix it right now. I thought it was hot in here. I put it down to all the sex Doris has been having. Oh, I'm feeling quite faint, in fact. 
Okay, everyone, we're running. Five, four, three, QSFX. The players are performing their play, with scenes rewritten by Hamlet to present his father's foul murder to Claudius, the evil perpetrator. See, Horatio, how the king grows pale. I think I'm Laertes. Horatio, how like Ophelia's brother, Laertes, you have grown. See, Claudius doth shake with fear. Horatio, what the ghost spake hath now the ring of truth. Aye, my liege. I thought I was Horatio. Yes, I know, but you weren't here. Or was I Laertes? Well, you can be Horatio if you like. Right, up. See, Horatio, how he grasps for life-giving breath, how he staggers like a blind man. My eyes are dim, I cannot see, neither can I breathe. Gertrude, my queen, come, aid me to my bed, where we can once again join in carnal lust. It will make me feel well once more. Aye, my lord, I cannot wait for you to pleasure me again. <laughs> Faith, my liege, what laughter is this? Tis the laughter of the gods who smile on my future revenge, Laertes. No, Horatio now. I thought you two had swapped make up your bloody minds. Hamlet determines to kill Claudius, and while practising his fencing stroke, accidentally kills Ophelia's father, Polonius. <coughs> Distraught at her father's death, and frustrated at Hamlet's lack of interest in her body, Ophelia goes for a swim. Oh! and drowns. Claudius determines to punish Hamlet for the death of Polonius and sends him to exile in England. To escort him there, Claudius sends Hamlet's friends, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, charged with betraying him to the English king. On the journey, the boat is shipwrecked on a desolate shoreline. That was a close shave, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. The two friends have nearly drowned and cannot reply. But it is at times like this when the truth shall be spoke. I know of your foul plan to hand me to the English king and ensure my execution. Rosencrantz tries to deny it, but the lies catch in his throat. (laughs) No, my false friend, it is you who shall die. Ho, sailors! Fetch a rope here! Guildenstern tries to plead his innocence. I'll hear none of it. Hang them, I say! Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead! Oh, oh yes, you don't need me. Right. Meanwhile, the English king has assembled an army to capture the shipwrecked Hamlet. Hamlet and his small band of great Danes face the might of the English hordes. Once more unto the breach, dear friends, once more. 
or close the wall up with our English dead? Is this a dagger I see before me, the handle to warden my hand? If music be the food of love, play on. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Cry God for Harry, England, and St. George! Ages. It seems that all is lost until at that very moment another ship drives onto the rocks and is wrecked. ship full of Danish soldiers defeats the English army. The shore is soaked in the blood of the English dead and a mournful dirge is heard in the air. Back in Denmark, Laertes has vowed to revenge himself on Hamlet for the death of his father and his sister. Laertes, take this poisoned sword and with it kill the Prince Hamlet. Avenge the deaths of your father and your beautiful, desirable and, uh, let's face it, red-hot sister. I will, your highness. And should he fail, I have readied this poisoned chalice for the victorious Hamlet. So, so, there you are, Hamlet. Come, draw your sword. I will have satisfaction for the deaths of my father and my sister. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him well, Horatio. What? Uh, a fellow of infinite jest of most excellent fancy. Uh, sorry. Hamlet's mind wanders with the oppressive heat. He sees himself in scenes long since past. <laughs> so, Laertes, I draw my sword. <laughs> Hamlet falls, wounded, but seizing Laertes' sword, cuts him with it. Laertes falls. The queen drinks to her son's success from the poisoned chalice. The sword! The sword, it was poisoned. You and I must both die. It was Claudius, Claudius who bl- blotted. Ah, Mother, oh, what is oh. wrong? The cup was poisoned, Hamlet, like the sword. It was meant for you. So, Claudius, take that. A cut from the same sword that hath killed us all, and drink this, the last of the poisoned wine, and that for good measure. Horatio, <coughs> oh, tell good Prince Fortinbras that... My lord, 
that, yes, that. And with that, Hamlet... That... What? Hamlet dies. The rest is silence. At that moment, Prince Forsenbrath's ship arrives from Norway. is all right. Oh, she was fine when I called in, but she did say she'd rather like a night in for a change. I think she'd had enough excitement for one day. Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> I think it was all down to your performance as Claudius, Jack. Well, I wasn't actually expecting the dialogue I was given there. <laughs> well, we got through it. What do you mean, got through it? You sound as if you didn't love every minute of it. I think Sharon gave the best performance. Do you? With only one word to say? I have to say I think you did wonders with it. Did you catch all my other words to save time? No, that was the original version. We never changed a word after we'd written the first draft. And you played it brilliantly. Most expressive performance of Ophelia I've ever seen. Oh, where's Barney? Damn if I know. He shot off after Alice's shouting cut like a scalded jackrabbit. Presumably he wanted to get involved in the manhunt. Hello everyone! Alistair, we're really sorry about the recording. Sorry? Why sorry? Well, it ended in quite a shambles. Shambles nonsense! It was quite brilliant. We got it all on tape, just the ticket. But it really was a shambles, wasn't it? I thought you did remarkably to even get through it, given the problems you were up against. What problems do you mean? Well, the script wasn't finished. Hamlet didn't turn up until late. You'd never done anything like it before. The air conditioning breaking down. Jonathan escaping from hospital on his way to murder us all. It was amazing you managed to get to the end in one piece. Congratulations, everyone. And he means it, too. Barney, what are you doing in uniform? I'm not here in a social capacity, Jack. This is official police business. Really? What have we done? Oh, you haven't done anything, but uh, Mr Pilkington here has, haven't you, sir? I don't know what you mean, Barney. PC Thompson to you, sir. What's he done, Barney? I'm coming to that. May I take a look in your briefcase, Mr Pilkington? Uh, no, I'm afraid you can't, Officer um, Thompson. In that case, I have a warrant here which allows me to detain you under the Prevention of Terrorism Act and allows me to inspect any or all of your belongings. Now, will you open your briefcase? As I expected, one concealed video camera. And these, I presume, are the tapes of all our previous performances. Now, if you'd care to disconnect your hearing aid and show me what it's connected to, you must have been wondering why it had gone quiet, your radio link. Hardly surprising, though, as I turned off the other end after I left the studio. So what exactly am I supposed to have done? I don't believe I've done anything illegal. I don't think you can charge me with being in possession of a video camera. I have to confess, we're 
Not quite sure what to charge you with. Yet. But for openness, there's the arson attempt on the theatre. But, but that was Jonathan. That's what you're supposed to think. Am I right, Alistair? Nothing to do with me. Or was it Tony? Who's Tony? Tony's his technician. The one who's been setting up the hidden cameras and recording everything we've been doing while his producer here films the close-ups from his briefcase and fronts the whole programme. What programme? Big idea! The reality TV show he's been making without any of our consents. The reality TV show about how a bunch of suckers struggle to overcome every difficulty that he put in our way. He doesn't work for the BBC either, I rang them up. You're freelance, aren't you, Alistair? But how you managed to persuade anyone at the BBC to lend you all that equipment, I'll never know. What it is to have friends, eh? Still, never mind. You'll have to explain about all that pretty soon, I expect. I'll just give it back. Same as I always do. It won't be a problem. Well, I'm afraid there uh, might be a little problem this time. No, really? Well, what with the arson attack and all, everyone at the Nick went onto a high state of alert. You know, the way things are nowadays, terrorists and so on. Anyway, I found a suspicious-looking van parked outside the radio station. So, not taking any chances, I called in the cavalry. We closed off the street and the lads towed it away very carefully, I was stressed. Once they got it away from any danger to the public, the uh, bomb squad, well, I'm afraid they were a bit uh, overzealous, shall we say. So they blew it up. They what?! From what they found in the wreckage, it obviously been filled with bomb-making components. But it was borrowed from the BBC! Birmingham bomb components? No, you idiot! The BBC! Well, the BBC, and filled with bomb-making equipment. Anyway, if you just come with me to the station, sir, my inspector is looking forward to meeting you. And so is the man we contacted from the BBC. I'll take the briefcase and the radio, if I may, sir. Uh, but what about Jonathan? Oh, he's fine, Jack. Safely in the hospital where he's always been. But they told me he'd escaped, that he was dangerous. Can't believe a word people tell you nowadays, can you? Bit of misinformation, Richard. We just couldn't resist putting a bit of pressure back on Mr Pilkington here. I was just imagining him sitting there, waiting for Jonathan to break through the control room door, just with the axe. Here's Johnny! <laughs> Just wanted to see how he liked things hotting up for a change. Anyway, mind how you go. <laughs> that was the final episode of Big Idea, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. The cast was as follows. Jack was played by Howard Turnbull, Anne by Lisa Sadie, Aggie was Janet Holloway, Barney was played by Paul Buttle, Richard by Kevin Welch, Christine was Fiona Thomas, and Sharon was Lorna Welsh. Jonathan was played by Tim Brown, Robert was played by Rory McLeod Lyon, Alistair was Steve Davis, and Doris was Cheryl Payne. If you want to find out more about the Concept Players, visit their website at www.concept-players.com. And if you want to hear more about the exploits of the Off The Wall Theatre Company, 
you can visit their website at www.off-the-wall-plays.co.uk. On the website, you can also find our first podcast, Ripping Off Angels. It's also available on iTunes and on podcast.yahoo.com. I hope you enjoyed our play as much as we enjoyed making it for you. And if you want to tell us what you thought, you can email me at nigel.holloway at xmas-carol.co.uk. I look forward to the next time.